They're guys. They do magic. magic. They are the magic guys. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here again. Episode 70. We've skipped past 69. <laughs> uh, and today we have the three magic guys gentlemen, but this is a longtime listener. A couple of times popping up in the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got Bob Possible on the pod today. What's up, Bob Possible? Not anything. So I entered the podcast to see your face and I smiled instantly. I said, Bob's here. Yay. Hey, I'm yeah. really excited about it. <laughs> I think your episode might have been one of the most listened to at the, at its time because of all the crazy stories, man, that Bob, you had. Bob brings the spice. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had to put his on the Patreon. You did. Back, back in the day. <laughs> so most people probably haven't listened to it. That's really interesting. Um, Join the Patreon. Get the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and to um, just so everyone knows, Jason Ma, he's actually out killing it, uh, busking right now. Today is a day for him to work the streets. Um, so that's why he's here. So he will be back. Um, but uh, certainly, to no dismay, luckily we have Bob here and uh, he's going to carry us through. So... Bob, uh, what's up with you at the moment, by the way? Tell us about your bow tie. What's going uh, on? I went and got a haircut today, and I thought orange is a great color for a haircut. So I put on an orange bow tie and went and got a haircut. Are you styling the bow tie always these days? Like if I see you, it's every day with the bow tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, if you see me in public, you're going to see me with this. If you see me... Like on Discord, then I might be wearing like a bathrobe, and sometimes I still have the bow tie on even then. Oh, nice. Okay. Hey, look, we Good. appreciate it, man. Do you ever wear bow ties, Doug? Was Back that ever in the day, yeah. I used to tux out when I, I worked a brunch, a real nice hotel brunch every Sunday. I wore tux to that and... You know, back in, I guess, the early 2000s, I just thought that's what a professional magician wore. Right. Wore it, to, it wore out eventually, and then I didn't buy another one. That was mm-hmm. it. I did used to busk in a tuxedo shirt and a bow tie, thinking, you know, spruce up the act, get paid a little better. I think there is some, some, uh, you know, uh, something to that, but eh, no bow ties I, for me. I think days. what it, I think, you know, and for me too, I think we go for, through that phase of seeing our idols when we're growing up learning magic, yeah. wearing the tux and the bow tie and, and even the coattails. And mm-hmm. then we go, yeah. that's what we have to wear, you know? Yeah. So definitely at the beginning, I would wear a bow tie and a suit, and it wasn't until later on I grew into my own. And and, uh, and yeah, like these days, know. I, it would be to to be in a tuxedo would be just <clears> weird. <throat> I think at any event, anywhere. Yeah, like, I mean, that, a, unless yeah. you're in the wedding party. Yes, <laughs> that's true. I mean, I do at least. I reckon I do at least four to five um, uh, casino royale themed events each year, okay. and okay. that. Is fine. But that's more like yeah, a costume. That's different. Exactly. That's used to wear a tuxedo. And, and and Bob, I don't relate tux to what you're wearing. You got your own thing oh, going yeah. on with your bow tie look. That's the Bob Possible look, of course. <laughs> it's not a tux look at all. It's yeah. true. It's definitely yeah. not as high class as a tux. That's Here for sure. They say bringing it back and doing Turn your in. own thing. Yeah. So we brought Bob on because he, I, I was scrolling through Facebook today and I saw a post and I was like, man, this needs to be discussed a little um, because I think there's a couple of things going on. But Bob, do you want to lead us into it? Explain yeah. what, what the post I, was. Uh, I had a, a gig arranged and I booked like three dates with these guys. 
and they shot back that my rate was too high. Uh, not to just like discuss rates, but most of the time I do live in a small town. So most of the time I charge 250 an hour, which I mean, isn't exactly like a lot. But I live in a big town and I have issues getting that price sometimes. So 250, yeah. you, that's nothing to be ashamed of, right? That's yeah. a, a good price for certainly someone, you know, established, but not maybe, you right. know. 10, 20 yeah. years pro. If I if I had, you know, a lot more work lined up and if busking was a little more fruitful in the area that I'm in, I yeah. would charge less because I wouldn't need it. But I gotta make at least a certain amount every month to keep myself fed and my, my house. So I have a, a, a certain rate. And I offered them a much lower rate, like literally 20% <clears throat> of what I would normally charge but not for the hour for the evening. And they were like, that's still too expensive. And we're going to go with this wow. band. instead." <laughs> Some poor band is making even less money than I was going to do. And they're going to split that. But there's no way a band can even um, pay for the fuel to move their equipment for that amount. Like that you told me. Mm-hmm. Let's so- start here. What is the venue? What is this place you speak of? Uh, I don't want to name them because I don't want want a small town drama that. However, it is a, it is a very small uh, town, but um, it's a, it's an old people's bar. Okay. The bar. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how did they find you originally? Just because like they know in the town you're the, say again. Oh, they reached out to me on Facebook. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, that's crazy. Um, but, you know, the thing is, people do have a different perception on what magicians cost. Like, no one really knows, really. Like, a- anytime people inquire to me, they're like, hey, I don't really know how this works or, like, if you do private events or what you charge, but, like, I'd love to find out. So, like, a lot of the times people don't really know. Um, a lot of the time, that's why I brand myself, like, for corporate events as an illusionist because then that just somehow has, like, a different perception. But... Um, yeah, man, what that, I mean, what that tells me straight away is that they, A, didn't know, you know, what magicians um, charge, because obviously you're worth a lot more than that, even to what the, the 250 you said. But um, secondly, for you to say you'll do it for almost nothing and then them still say it's too much, then, you know, it sounds like they're looking for someone to do it for free, right? Like that's what that sounds like, because it's virtually free, what you um, mentioned you offered them, you know? So... In that situation, one thing that's easy is if they, if someone says to you, like, that's more than we thought, an easy, instead of you trying to, you know, drop your pants and, and go for a low amount, you can say to them, look, obviously you had um, a budget in mind for your event. Like, can I ask what you thought it would cost? And then you can go from there, you know, because then they'll say a number and then you'll know they have no idea what I do or we can work with this. You know what I mean? Yeah, what what are you feeling on this, Doug? Uh, I'm really stymied where someone has the gall to say it's too expensive at 20% Mm. of your value. Like, that's just a roadblock in my brain there. Uh, Yeah, great advice, right, Josh? For sure that. uh, Having having options to barter your price is good. I'm wondering, like – do you advertise on Facebook or how do they reach out? Do you know? They just like send you a message. Yeah. I basically, 
I live in a town with about 20,000 people in it. Yeah. But I've spent most of the time I've been alive here. Yeah, okay. I've, I've been in uh, a professionally signed music act okay. more than once. Um, people know you. Yeah, people know who I am. And I've, I've fixed everybody's phones like this. I came by this honestly because I'm a, I was a professional nerd and I quit that to become a magician when COVID right. hit. Okay, right. You okay. fit right in. Yeah. <laughs> We're the nerdiest. So yeah. the, that's it. We're all nerds at heart. Um, the other the other thing to consider is you can go the other way too. If someone ever says, maybe not in this case, this is an interesting case, but the other way you can approach this is if they say it's, it's uh, too costly, you can say, look, that is my fee, but how about, and then what you can do is you can add value to it. You can say, well, look, instead of that being for the hour, how about I'll, I'll do that. I don't have anything else on today, so I'll do that as like my appearance fee. So that way, it's not about watching the clock. It's just about making sure everyone has a great time. So you can go that way with, with certain clients. Um, and then the big issue really is uh, what I, I, you know, I bantered on about this a lot, and it's just what we call perceived value. So like when people look you up online, um, how much do you look like you're worth when they see you? Like I obsessed with this when I wanted to become a full-time magician and uh, this magician looked at my site and he's like, yeah, you look like about a $300 uh, magician, like in Australian money. And at the time that was exactly how much I was charging. Like back when I first started, I was like, wow, you bloody picked it. And he's like, if you want to up it, you need to do this, this, and this. You need to spend all your time trying to improve your promo video, you know, get professional shots. And so like, I would always obsess about increasing that and i would change and tweak things on my website daily <clears throat> and uh to the point where then then when i did throw out a big number that i i i know i'm worth people wouldn't um question it because they can see you know they can see what they're getting right so like it's not about um making people think you're worth more it's that you your online presence has to match what you're worth does that make sense it does actually there might be a problem with the pond you're swimming in, right? Like maybe mm. the fishermen can't afford the bait that catches you, right? So, and I, I figured this could be a problem when you started, you know, these endeavors of becoming a professional. Happy to hear you plan to travel. You're going to have to, mm. I think, to be a pro. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the answer might just be, you know, quit hitting up the old folks' bars because they might not be able to afford 50 bucks. I've managed a small, small <clears> bar. There's not a lot of extra operating costs. So, you know, you got to have the value for the joint. Uh, and yeah, they probably Absolutely. get that band for free. Actually, <clears throat> oh, that band probably plays for tips. And if you know, they, they might give them a, a drinking tab. Absolutely. I mean, every now and then I'll get hit up by um, retirement villages and, and uh, their budgets are always like 10% of what I would um, yeah. quote, quote them, you know? So it's just, you're right, Doug. It's a, it's a pond issue. So also, you know, if you can br bring value, you can uh, offer that value in other ways. You know, uh, give me a percentage of your register sales if I ramp them up. Maybe hmm. you sell tickets to the bar for a special performance. You get percentage of that to them and then to you. You know, so there's ways to make things happen without, you know, juicing them for your full fee that they can't afford. You know, so right. The other issue, Bob, is that they might know you too well. <laughs> If you grew up in that town and they've heard the stories and they've seen the roasts and uh, that could be <laughs> yeah, yeah, another familiarity thing to consider. Up, right? Why would you be worth $250? You're Bob. I know, I've known you since you were a kid. 
<laughs> you ain't worth that, Bob. And those people, honestly, they're doing events at the same time I'm normally performing on the square. So they would they have not seen me. So they have no idea. They only know me, not the magician, not me as you know, Bob possible. And when you mentioned when you mentioned the fee here just in this podcast, my first thought would actually be to go, you know, we're uh, probably not near not I wouldn't say it this way, but the idea would be to offer it for free versus I just say, look, let me show you what the value is. Let me do an hour in your bar and show you what I can do for you. And then right. you get to see it happen and understand why it's worth at least 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's great advice, actually. You'd rather do it for free, yeah, and yeah. then just go, wow, okay, great. That's that's great advice. And then the thing you want to do is when you do perform to the, the, peop- the patrons that are in there, you just subtly say at the end, hey, if you enjoyed that, it'd be awesome if you let the staff know because then I can come back again. And they'll do it because you've you, you just blown their mind. And now right. the manager's going to get hit up by every single person going, oh, Bob was yeah. great, Bob was great, Bob was great. And if you do nights like that, get your friends in. You know, <clears throat> Get the people right. that love you to come to the bar that night and say those things just to make sure they're being said. Fair. Yeah, absolutely. But onto that, you know, onto bigger uh, endeavors, Bob, you you kind of, uh, what's the right word? You uh, you tempted us with a bit of knowledge saying that you were going to do some big things coming up or you plan to do some big things. And if, if correct me if this is wrong, but you plan to travel to every state in the US and perform magic. Yes. That's exactly what I plan to do. And, uh, you know, when I think of Australia, we have like f- five states. So that's like, cool. Yeah, cool. But there's what, how many states in the US? 50? 50, 50 on the flag. But I mean, <laughs> technically, I think we have 51 or 52. If you don't count Washington, D.C. So it's a lot is the, is the answer. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of places to go. And you're doing that with Paul the Fro and um, AJ as well? Yes, AJ the Mouse. In fact, actually, AJ the Mouse is going to attempt to escape from a giant block of cheese when we hit Wisconsin. Oh, my. That sounds spectacular. <laughs> See, that's great. Like, that's great. We're all great. really excited for it. Yeah. So, okay. So, what are the things that have to happen in order for this to begin? Well, I have a gentleman who is trying to work something out with me as far as sponsorship is concerned. He wants he wants to sponsor me. It's all he's really said, and he hasn't had time to sit down and talk to me. But the guy is very, very well known in our town. Um, he owns a significant portion of said town, and wow. he is most well known mm-hmm. for taking like old school buses and retrofitting them to be like live in you know, driving houses, whatever you would call them, RVs. RV, yep. yep. So I'm hoping that his means of sponsoring us is taking out the uh, rental for the vehicle because I drive a truck and I can't drive three other dudes around in a truck. Mm. Not not one my size. Have you priced those rentals? Like, do you know what a bus rents for? Uh, Yeah, they're really expensive. We were actually looking into renting a minivan because we could sleep in it if we needed to. And, mm. it, you know, they're, they're honestly about the same price as renting a small car because nobody really wants to rent a minivan. Yeah. Uh, but for what that's worth, it's only $334 a week to rent a Tesla. Yeah. And with, 
what with the current economy, that might not be a stupid idea considering. What is it to rent a bus? I'm asking for selfish reasons. Honestly, the bus itself—they're really expensive. Uh, it depends on whether or not you want to you want a driver. Um, if you're looking for a driver, that's a whole separate racket. But are you it, suggesting that I cannot handle the big rigs? Oh no, no! I was suggesting that you would want to be in the back creating content while the big rig was being operated. You're right. Uh, you, you know, three hundred and thirty-four dollars a week is like seventeen, a little bit over seventeen grand. Like when you're talking about hiring a minivan, it it almost seems like it's better value to just buy it and then sell it after the tour, right? So like, the reason I want to rent a vehicle is because that means the entirety of this trip, I'm not paying to maintain a vehicle. I will drive a vehicle for three weeks, drop it off at the other enterprise place and pick up the new vehicle that I then drive for three weeks. And it keeps me from having to pay for things that go wrong. It's somebody else's problem if something does go wrong. Because that could get expensive driving to all 50, well, driving to 49. Yeah, it's states. inevitable. You do a trip like that, it's inevitable that vehicles break down and shit mm-hmm. wrong. So. And if I'm not the one who owns the vehicle, then it's not my problem to fix yeah. it. And I'll be yeah, honest yeah. with you. I'm not very mechanically inclined when it comes to, you know, automotive. Same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gotcha. If you, you get know, a guy to sponsor a vehicle, that's the win-win, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Good luck are on you, that, brother. Are you busking in these towns? Is like is that something you've considered or a part yes. of what you're doing? Uh, busking is probably going to be a third of the content we intend to make because we we are going to make this into a show. Now we were talking with someone who worked at Netflix, and that turned out to not be what we had hoped it was going to be. So we're just going to go for the YouTube originals, but. Uh, Basically, we're going to we're going to do it like a travel channel style documentary and go hit up a nice business like the cool bar or that neat tattoo parlor or this water park, whatever. But also hit a major event while we're there as well. And then also busk. So we'll get great potential. Yeah. Like as long as, you know, we can get them all lined out. I, I know this. If you're able to capture that content, and uh, I've seen your guys work, I know you're smart and you do good magic. You capture that vibe on the street and the festivals, etc. Mm-hmm. You will be a success. I know people like to watch live street magic. It's consistently mm-hmm. my best performing material, and most of the mm-hmm. street clips I posted are crappy ones. It's not easy to get a good street clip when you're working by yourself. Nope. But having a team out there. It's a win-win. It's uh, you'll have about six months of consistent work to do, but I uh, I imagine that's going to be a huge success. Oh yes, and we are we are expecting it to take like we were going to do probably six weeks, and then come home for a little bit, start putting together and editing some of the footage, and like making right. sure that it's really working, okay. and then hit the next chunk of states because like that's I'm small. not going to miss. You. I'm not going to miss my kid's birthday just because I'm out doing yeah. magic with my friends. Uh, and there's a few things that we'll all want to come home for in between there. So well, may as well let everyone each other. If you stay on the road long term like that, you'll be at each other's throats after a couple. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You hang out in Discord with the same people for a week. You can be at each other's throats over nonsense. <laughs> That's clever. Then you can then you can take your time. There's not as much pressure, right, to continually fund the whole right. 52 states if, you, if you're doing it in chunks. You know, this, yes. is, 
this 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 concept has been in my mind really since uh, the beginning. It's just kind of I've been waiting for the timing, including children to grow up, COVID to end, and I'm going to get me a vehicle. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to. Are you saying you want to come? That's, uh, is that a personal question? Did you? <laughs> no. I'm saying you want if you want to join us on the trip, like. So uh, maybe sure maybe for a few weeks, yeah. Extensively, yeah, my wife would have none of that. Where are you going, Doug? I'm picking <laughs> up with Bob and Paul with the fro and AJ. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. But what I mean, the other money the whole time. The the other beautiful thing is that you get to if you're busking in each city, you know, you have the potential to be kind of not raking it in, but you know, that itself can I imagine fund what you're doing, right? Like Oh yeah. But what we were thinking is we're going to try and get gigs in all of those places as well and do the busking around that. We probably won't like, you know, put a lot of footage of the gigs unless it's something we work out with those people ahead of time. But for the most part, we want to have some guaranteed money along the ways so that we're not just completely screwed. <clears throat> right. I, f- I feel like the hardest part of all of this is is that it's such a big thing to take a chunk of like, is almost overwhelming, right? Like that can be the yeah. thing that is the thing that's stopping you. The first day I sat down, it was literally like, why did we decide to do this? Like, no, this is stupid. <laughs> this is too much for one person to put together. It's actually coming, coming along. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the, the hardest part is the first day. Once you get that done. Yeah. That's yeah, the exactly. I think now you just start yeah. doing the work. I think if you have a map and you go like just start with one small run, you know, that's like a week or whatever. And just and don't even worry about everything else. Just worry about that and go, all right, so, cool, let's do that. I, I I as I was saying, it's kind this is kind of something I've been formulating. Aaron and I were discussing this as recently <laughs> as yesterday, and what we're what we're opting to do this summer is pick three destinations. And I mentioned I wanted to talk to you, Bob, before the pop- podcast, because one of the destinations we picked is Arkansas. Ooh. Yeah, it's close by. It's a beautiful part of the country, the Arkansas mountains. You go see the hot springs. You go see Bob Possible. Uh, and, and, but my, my, my mindset is this. In addition to like seeing the country, go see some magic shops and maybe some professional magic shows. I was trying to remember mm. who's in Arkansas. Is it Blackheart? Oh gosh, I want to say Blackheart's there, and then there's this this man and woman combo that I should I keep not looking them up. They were on Penn and Teller Fool Us, and they used some animals. They're in Eureka Springs. Eureka Springs. Uh, they were definitely decent. Like well, I will be different. speaking more with you about this in the coming weeks. We got to we're going to do one each week of each month, June, July, and August. All right. I'm Deal. hoping to go see. Brent Braun up in uh, New Albany one of those months. Go visit my mom and maybe see the folks at Penguin Magic there in that area. Nice. Um, I don't know. But yeah, Arkansas is happening. So I'll see you awesome. there soon. Awesome. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, me I'm too, excited. man. Me I'll, get AJ, I'll get AJ to come down for that too. Is, we'll talk about that later. I want to get all this personal junk out. Cool. Yeah, I love that. Hey, yeah. um, because what? this is a, this because this is a pre-record. We had a few guys send in a couple of audio messages to us. Oh, great! Um, for the pod, and look, um, <laughs> I think people know us too well. So when these questions came in, um, they were kind of like this. So here is one from uh, our our listener, Dylan Young. 
Hi, Magic Guys. You told me you sent a voice recording, so here it is. Thank you, Dylan. That was awesome. Why so long? I hate the guys that take up all the airtime. I know. Wait much too long, much too Go long. Go ahead and promote your stuff, man. <laughs> exactly. Um, this man, one, I'm just going to say, you know, I might, look, I, I might uh, censor this a little in the edit, but this one we'll just give to Bob, okay? So, uh, regarding the questions, I was wondering, <clears throat> would you say no to a gig in order to get laid if you were single? Not, not if you have a relationship, but if you were single, would you say no to a gig in order to uh, have sex with another human being uh, somewhere, someplace? Great. Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad he specified human being there because I didn't have a definite answer <laughs> until that moment. But I would say no, because if you just go make the money, homie, like uh, they'll still show up. There you have it, Alex. That's uh, that's that's the gold right there. I think after we have an 30, actual. After 30 years in the business, I'm going to tell you that's the wrong answer. If you ever get that opportunity, <laughs> take it because it'll never happen again. <laughs> that's too it's funny. True, but how are you going to continue to be a good magician if you don't keep your virginity? Irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm glad Bob's here today. Thank you, Bob. Uh, good one, Bob. Okay, and now from uh, my. My buddy and uh, stagehand and magician here in the Gold Coast, uh, Chris Ritchie's, I believe, has a more legitimate question. Here we go. Hey, guys. Chris Richards here. Uh, just thought I'd ask you a question. How do you guys feel about other magicians doing the same magic as you? Not necessarily uh, the same performance style, but the same tricks, the same effects. Um, does this differ from your roving sets to your stage sets how do you feel differential to the two just thought why not ask don't worry i won't copy any of your stuff ever maybe a little bit bye <laughs> i feel like that might be a, a personal thing chris is going through maybe but um i have to chat to him about it okay i mean i kind of feel like doug and i don't worry about this too much but if we dive into it so he's saying Maybe other magicians around the area also doing similar things. Well, I mean, the first thing is, you know, once Double Cross became popular, everyone did it, right? So, like, did you guys feel any which way knowing that everyone was doing it because it is getting crazy reactions? Did you ever do it, Doug, or no? I bought that damn thing and put it together the wrong way and broke the gimmick before I ever got to try it. <laughs> I put, the, I put the sticky crap on the stamp. I just yep. it, it was a mess. Okay. Well, that what clears that, that was, up. Was the, was the magic gods <clears throat> going, these are not the droids you seek. You don't need that pen, Doug. You don't. You know? This but is look, true. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, really. I do. It Actually, that's not true. It does matter some. Here's where it matters, Okay. If I'm in, and I've made choices because it matters in this venue, street performing with five other magicians that are all performing in the same space in the same time period, I don't want a person to see the cups and balls and the cups and balls. What are you doing? Oh, he's doing the cups and balls. Is this mm -hmm. all the freaking magicians knows the cups and balls? <laughs> the, the point is, 
this is a venue where people can see multiple magicians in the same space in the same time frame. Rarely does that happen in anyone's life, right? Like it's rare that you even have two magicians working the same gig or that someone will even remember a second magician in their life. So in general, nah, I, wouldn't, I don't think it matters if you're doing the popular stuff. But if you're surrounded by street magicians, you probably shouldn't do the cups and balls. <laughs> yeah, I remember at, at the time when Jace was uh, getting mentored by James Hessler here in Brisbane, their acts, because he was getting mentored, were identical. They would both do, you know, they would open yeah. with coins through table, then they would do balloon swallow, then they'd do, you know, cards to mouth, then they'd do cups and balls. So it seemed, it kind of seemed like this is where you stand to watch the magic act and different magicians do that act, but like, it's a great show. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was only, you know, but that's only two people that know each other that are just rotating. But um, that definitely would be much more of a pickle when there's five. And in different five spots, magicians. right? There's like, mm. I mean, when it's busy in season, we'll have three magicians on three corners in a one block area, right? So... Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> and three of them are doing. You know, we have ten here. There's five doing cups and balls. I used to do it, not anymore. Sometimes I'll do it for fun, but not mm. my act. I uh, mean, when whenever I'm doing a whenever I'm doing a corporate show, I will ask, "Have they had a magician before?" And if they say yes, I guess in my mind I'll think like, "Ah, oh, I know their act. Do they do anything that I do?" Like if they you know performed the year before and I'm on stage, maybe I'll change. That one thing, but it's very unlikely that someone has like the same whole show yeah. or whatever. Um, really, what you do is you just make your show so weird that uh, people don't copy it. So, like, you learn to do a backflip or you start beatboxing mid show, just these things so that um, it's not replicatable. Exactly. Um, that's what you do, Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's the right. That's the right answer. Do things that are only you can do, or that are just you. That's it. But that's it. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> you know, I exactly. guess. Exactly. I guess if you're working with a bunch of guys, you Congress before and you're like, what are you going to do? Are you doing ambitious? Okay. I won't do ambitious. I'll do card to pocket. Who's you doing rope magic, you know, and then you work it out amongst yourselves. Sorted. So I hope, I hope that helps. Oh, Bob, sorry, Bob. We forgot about Bob. What, what do you want to weigh in here, man? What are your thoughts? Does that happen in Arkansas? What, you know, sort of actually, uh, the guy that got me into magic does perform here still. And he, we started off basically doing the same stuff, but we definitely do very different stuff now. But we just like different things. But I, I regularly share how I do stuff with other magicians and give them my whole routines and everything just because it's how it worked for me at the beginning. So I just don't really care. Like nobody else is going to do it the same way I do. Some of the jokes that some people will make will not fly, you know, the same way they do when I say them. People look at me and they don't take me seriously. You know, I've got the sparkly jacket on and stuff. I can get away with a lot more than the guy who's dressed in street clothes. He just looks like a jerk or, you know, creepy. Very Love true. It. Love it. Yeah, yeah, very true. But no one go and start wearing a orange bow tie doing magic if you're in Arkansas, okay? That is a brand yeah, new. I would be. Here. You can wear another color, but not, <clears throat> not orange. <laughs> Oh boy. What about my magic first gig, My first gig at Carowinds, I had orange chuck chucks, orange high tops. I, I wore. Yep. That's nice. 
I loved the orange ones. I can re- I can relate to some bright orange uh, costuming. It's an interesting color to pick, isn't it? I did I did segue into sequin vest and bow tie though in that season of. Uh, it was weird. I arrived at Carowinds Amusement Park replacing the magician before me, who opt to wear quite a clownish a clownish attire. He had a very voluminous coat and vest and colors and. They, they're like, well, there's your costume, Doug. I put this thing on. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this isn't me, folks. Yeah. Looking like Sylvester the Jester out there. Yeah, it was very much like that, right? So I had to wear that shindig for a few weeks until they got some uh, the whoever sews the costumes together to get me a sparkly vest and a bow tie. I was much happier with that, though. I'll tell you that. I wonder if I wonder if that kind of attire is going to come back, Doug, when you hit one million subs on YouTube. Because I I feel like you know, <clears throat> once you're up there making that one million money, I can probably the, get, you, you're going to start you know jazzing it up a bit. I can let my freak flag fly. Yeah, let's make magic magical again. <clears throat> yeah, start I mean, bringing back all the traumatic things I've done as a magician. Yeah. The- what what was that costume you said you you had to wear once? I'm in, I'm in no. face paint, a latex bodysuit, and a jester outfit that has <laughs> bells on the head. Huge. It's a huge That's bell. That's right. That's right. You should do it at least once, you know, just so you can know that that video made way more than, you know, what they were paying back then. Let me tell you. Out of curiosity, did you donate that costume to a Goodwill in Dallas? <clears throat> yeah, it's called Not the Trash Can. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you find that thing somewhere? I might have. I can't imagine what even, you know, was that, would I have returned that for a paycheck? Probably. I'm sure that it was, uh, it was like their costume. It's Era's casino provided it. I'm sure I had to return it. Yeah, that was probably theirs. Yeah. I just walked out of that gig. I was walking down to the casino floor one night and I just walked out to my car and left right in the middle of the damn gig. I'm like, that was it. I'm done. Can't do this oh, anymore. Man. I mean, it was Harris. Who cares, right? Well, some people probably cared. You know? oh, yeah. Anybody That's see rough. Doug? He was here earlier. <laughs> what happened to Doug? <laughs> uh, I don't even remember how they found out I left, but I left that night. Man. I I can only liken that to when I I had a day job doing sales, like door-to-door sales for this uh, printing company. But I can't imagine that feeling when you're doing magic because magic's so much more fun. But the the more you explain it, the more I start to feel that. But um, we've discussed mm. doing magic on the casino floor. It's not ideal. That's true. Yeah. Right. It's not good. It's like a filler. And then you have this character that you do not want to interact with. It's double not good. (laughs) You got bells on your head. Leave me alone. I did Mm. a lot of juggling and I did the D lights a lot. I would have quit too. Yeah. They promised the, they allured me in allowing me to develop my own gesture character. We're going to start you off in this Doug, and then you develop your own character. Uh, three or four weeks in, none of that was happening, and I was out. Wow, three to four. How how often were you going in? Because it, it was uh, five days a week. Oh, know, geez. It, it was no like wonder six, six hours a night on that floor. It was good oh. money. It was like, you know, I mean, it was good money. 
but it wasn't right. good enough. It wasn't and, good enough. <laughs> and at that point in your life, um, where were you at in terms of magic? Were you still working at the magic shop as well, or were you busking as well, or were you just doing that? So, uh, you know, this would have been one of the gigs <clears throat> that I would leave a magic shop for. You know, occasionally right. I would acquire extended contract gigs. I did several of them in my life. And so I would go work at the magic shop. I'd drum up some good contract gig doing in-store promotions and things of this nature. Or I'd be busy for a few months. And this was one of those times where I'm like, okay, magic masters, I'm going to go be a pro now. And then <laughs> a month or two later, I'm like, can I come back? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> had bells on oh, my head. Boy. Yeah, because you probably see see the uh, the inquirer and you're like, "Yep, full time magician at the casino. Sign me up, yeah. baby." Yeah, right. Yeah. It's a dream gig when you get some of these gigs. You know, I remember audis- auditioning for for uh, a few things. You know, when I was very young, I got Unlock the Magic, which is the Nabisco campaign for Oreos. Unlock the Magic with Blackstone, and they had local auditions. It was a nationwide promotion. And I, I, I got it. The young kid in town, I'm 18 or 19. I beat all the old pros. And then a month later, I'm in a freaking grocery store doing magic tricks. <laughs> Let me tell you the worst place to do magic tricks in a grocery store. It's who's in a grocery store. Hungry uh, people. They're moms with women, their kids, right? With their kids. Yep. Yeah. Or old the folks. that are too young to leave at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So women don't want to see your magic tricks in general. No, thank you. But you know what you can do is entertain my kid for 20 minutes while I shop. Here, Billy, watch the magician. I'll be back. Yeah. Oh, God. That's rough, man. I mean, I'd give her a $75 ticket to that 20-minute show. Hey, you know what? I just did it. I didn't care. I was young, and the money was good again, and... I guess the the saving point of these events is there you're in, you do a couple hours and you're out. So even if it's bad, it's only a couple mm. hours and you're and on to the next one. Even but if man. it's bad, even if it's bad, it's still like a thing. Part of it is still a thing you like doing. It's not yes. stuck in at an the, office yeah. working at for the someone. End of the day, it was, it was incrementally better than being in the mall demonstrating magic tricks or like yeah. being in New Orleans, I would often take these events because in the summer it's too hot to street perform and it's just much better to be inside. So at the end of the day, I'm like made hundreds of dollars and I'm not sweating mm. and I'm not doing things I don't want to do. So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A little, bit, when, a little bit. Whenever I'm doing, yeah, whenever I feel like I'm doing too much magic or, or I'm going to too far lengths to, to make something happen, I just always think back to those days where I would sit in that office and just be like, Fuck my life, you know. Like, <laughs> you know, today was a day like that for me. I had the Instagram live. We mentioned that briefly. I gave away some decks mm. on Instagram, and then this thing scheduled. And just with the personal stuff I've been dealing with, I was like, man, I I don't think I can do this live tonight. And then I got this podcast. And then I sat down. Lot. I took about ten minutes. I got a deep breath, and I said, Doug, you can do what you love to do for a couple hours for sure, right? And I'm like, That's yeah, safe. I can. It's not like. This. You just man it up and the show goes on. Yeah, let's go. And, you know, with with the way you've really set up your branding, Doug, you get to stay at home when you're doing your thing. That's a beautiful thing. I do, you know. uh, I'm very happy about that. I'm doing a thing called whatever I want. (laughs) (laughs) And and the way I had a gig, I I, I lost a $500 gig 
uh, it was actually due to weather the other day, but this, the person who, but we talked about this. I ended up not doing this. I mean, I asked you about <clears throat> canceling due to, due to weather. So I canceled this gig and this woman was like taken aback that I would cancel this, you know, big <laughs> gig. And I'm like, I, go. <clears throat> I don't have to do that anymore. I can stay at home and do my thing. Wow. This is yeah, my when you can, space. That's awesome. When you can start making those decisions and not be worried. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's nice, especially when uh, I had the reverse problem of Bob, or I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm like, I doubled my fee, and they still said yes, and then I had to cancel it because of the weather. <laughs> I'm like, you're not worthy. I'm not going to be at the nurses' convention today. <laughs> but no, we had tornadoes coming through. <clears throat> it's just not at this point worth risking. It's not, you know, if exactly. There's tornadoes between the drive here and there. You saw the news probably, Bob. It was a nationwide news coverage of the event in New Orleans. Yeah. I, uh, I probably could have done it. I didn't do it. And I didn't blink about not doing it. I wouldn't. Way better safe than sorry. Plus, you guys just recovered from like having terrible weather destroy everything. So why not you yeah. know, be yeah. safe about it for a minute? The and I still... Louisiana. I still remember you sending us that clip, Doug, of you just soaked in the rain trying to get to a, a gig. And that just crosses my mind like, yeah, Doug's not going to go through that again because why, nope. you know, why would you? Nope. Yeah, it's just dangerous. Mm. Yes, I, yeah, I, that's I, I now have enough self-worth that I don't have to risk things like that. Well, you get hurt on your way, you're going to end up paying a lot more than what you're going to make at that gig. That's right. Yeah. The older we get, we realize like, yeah, keeping our health and not injuring ourselves is uh, pretty important. Definitely. I mean, I definitely, you know, being 32 already, I feel slower with my recovery than I used to feel when I was like, you know, 21. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I didn't care about anything back then. Same. I, I, I um, you know, I used to break dance all the time in my 20s, probably like 20 to 25 and uh, I, I got back into it recently doing some windmills and stuff. One night of doing windmills and stuff where I didn't, I didn't stuff up anything. The next day, my neck was still frozen. <laughs> and you were like, like locked down. You know, you're in yeah, good shape. These, well, thank you. But yeah. th the, when you do these things, it, it uses muscles that we don't ever use. I think that's the key um, that, that, that messes it up. <laughs> and like... My last yeah. big workout, I was doing a <clears throat> clip where I had to duck under the desk. <clears throat> pop up from the desk. I did yep, this about yep. 20 times. The next morning, I felt like I'd done squats for three days straight. I'm like, oh. Yeah. That'll get the lower back and the uh, and the hamstrings. Man, I'm and, such and a pansy, quads. though. You think you could do 20 squats and not feel like the pain. Bro, when I when I did the, the TikTok of me, uh, I was in my hotel and I... No, it was in my room here. And I... I'm trying to think of the premise of it. It was like a ninja routine. I stick my foot up and then I uh, shoot out the card and catch it in my toes. Yes. But it, but it was the one where my foot goes out first. Well, my foot is going out, you know, horizontally. And I want to say I did an hour of takes to nail that because I, I, got, stu I got stuck in this, in this vortex of I'm not leaving till I get this. But my hip, you know, the hip joint where your leg comes up, your hip flexor was really starting to hurt. But I was like, but I haven't got it yet. So I can't quit yeah. and just have this pain. So I was like, really? 
It was the worst feeling because I was like, I'm not leaving, but I'm also not getting this at all. <laughs> was yeah, the next day horrible? It was just very, um, yeah, like it felt like a corked leg. Like if you've ever had someone just punch you mm-hmm. right in the in the in the the joint of the muscle, it felt like that. But um, we all yeah. do it for the art, you know. Yeah, any shoots like that, Bob, where you've done magic tricks and injured yourself due to rep- repetition? Uh, no, not exactly. But the second time I did the uh, instant color changing bow tie with the flash paper, that was the last time I did it. I only I only did that twice, and probably won't replicate that the yeah. same way. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the fact you did it more than once is surprising. I mean, the first one was pretty surprising on its own, but I was like, oh, okay, I think I can I can work with this. And then the next one, yeah, I caught the underbeard on fire, and it was just wow. smelled like hair for three days. Is it a factor of your creation, or can you sue someone for these mistakes? Uh, you know what? Honestly, I should definitely look that up to see if anybody else has done that so I can sue them. It's a good I idea. If, you know, if it's the kind of thing you read in a book you take this off yeah but, i think uh, everyone has an incident with flash paper i feel like at some point which then makes them um respect flash paper more like i've certainly had moments yeah and even even now i've had these weird moments happen where i know like like i, I think sometimes people freak out from flash paper and then they feel like they've been burnt or something when they really haven't because you know how flash paper works I remember this one lady saying, like, she swears that, like, her, her like, eyelashes, like, melted or something. Like, she felt like she had got something in her eye from, like, the, I'm like, you're, like, a, two meters away from me. How can that be a thing, you know? But yeah, it can't even still be yeah. on fire by the time it gets to you. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I, I mean, I've told before, like, I accidentally sent, set a part of a banquet table on fire because I used the the candle on the table and it was like this so the air and it just went out and hit just some of the decorations from the, the tree but it only made like a, a small little flame that someone just poured water on but that i was like damn never doing that again um what about you doug have you had any do you work with flash paper did you so i don't but i used to demo it at my shop and one time i lit a <clears> drawer <throat> of it on fire it's like six pads went up and that was a surprising experience it probably could have been a lot worse we, uh, that stuff, it shipped wet. We would keep about four or five, you know, in the, in the demo drawer ready to go. And mm. one, uh, he's got away from me and just, you know, well, that could have been worse. It's I really dangerous. Like, like, yeah. I mean, there's a magician here in Brisbane, um, uh, much older than me now, but he had his house burnt down from apparent flash paper. His People have died making it. There's been deaths from producing really? flash paper. Yeah, wow. I think a couple. It's a horrible concoction. It's, that they it's make this crazy. Stuff. Yeah. And there's a magician named Sean Taylor here in Australia, and he had a magic shop for a long time. He he has a video that he hasn't made public because he wants to sell it to the highest bidder. The funny thing, he's held on to this video for like ten years. I feel like. But he did a road tour and, and lectured and he showed us the video, like he played it from his laptop. Okay. And it was a it was a flash product. And I wanna say it was like a flash rose, for example. Okay. 
Okay. So like the the just the rose pet bud part was uh, flash paper, and the video shows him lighting it. It um, lighting and then kind of fizzling out, and then he sits it down, and then you just see it go, and the and the fire takes like the whole screen. Um, and luckily he had sat it down, and then it fired off like that because he probably okay. would have taken off like half his hand. And uh, it was some kind of thing where they were trying to experiment with flash paper and um, and like the sparkles, and yeah. uh, it just it freaking exploded. <laughs> and this video was it was hilarious. Like because he didn't get harmed, we lost our minds and we watched it like ten times in a row. But yeah, so anyway, flash so paper is a great way to enhance your magic, guys. Um, producing coins, decks of cards, it's really great. Just so, don't. So- same magic shop where I'm selling, where I almost blew myself up. The uh, I sell one of these flint, one of these flint flashers. These things where you put the flash paper in them and the cotton, and you strike the thing, and it, it shoots the right. You familiar oh, with these? Awesome, yeah, like yeah. a flash gun. Right. So, who do I sell it to? A wrestling manager who wants to shoot fireballs into uh, the re- you know, wrestlers. Sometimes shoot fireballs. They do that. I didn't know they do. This guy blew the tip of his finger off overpacking the damn thing. Blew the tip of his finger off in the rest. Holy crap. Oh, my. Wow. Fortunately, the magic shop was closed by then, so I don't even know what he thought to sue me. But, yeah, I see that guy from time to time. He's still in the wrestling business. I'm like, that's Dr. James. He blew his finger off thanks to me. (laughs) Did, Did he have his finger on top of it? Like just thinking it's just going to. So I heard about it years after the event. Like, thank goodness I wasn't around when it happened because I might've got sued. I don't know. You know, he bought yeah, it even out of the side out of mine. And then I hear years later, he's doing this in a show and he blows off the tip of his finger. But Sometimes you just get excitable in the wrestling shows. You know what I mean? You just overdo it a little bit. What is that? This is just flash string. Flash I've been using string. the flash string way more. It's yeah, a lot right. easier and mm. doesn't like explode. You get mostly the same effect unless you're like trying to do that thing where you wrap a coin up in it and the coin vanishes. But like if you wanted to produce something like this, oh, yeah. yeah. it looks so good. It's safe yeah. comparatively. Because it burns by accident. a bit slower, right? It does. It does Ooh. burn a little bit slower. Well, there are two different speeds. Yeah. I got that too. Oh, oh, yeah, see, I, I ordered these by accident. I don't even know what to do with it. Um, so for those for those listening, we've got some flat actual flash playing cards. Yeah. So imagine so imagine what you can do with that. You know. I guess it'd make a killer color change, right? You can put it, it on top of another card, or it doesn't. It leaves a very gross burnt residue all over the card. Okay. So Bob, enlighten me. Why would one have flash cards? A vanish. Have you ever Have you ever tried to do? Um, an effect where you burn a playing card. Yeah. You yep. know how long that takes. Yep. Okay then. Yep. That's the best doing use for it I can get. Card in orange or something of that nature, and you need the card to vanish quickly. Mm-hmm. I have a fire wallet, and I was doing a bit for a little while where their cards selected, and then they burn it, and then it appears in my wallet. When I open the wallet, it's still on fire, and close it, and of course, we show it's in the ID slot, slightly charred, and all that stuff. It was fun, but the first time I tried to do it, 
I didn't rehearse it because, I mean, there's nothing to rehearse. You burn the card and you open your wallet. Yeah, that shit's expensive. <laughs> I had no idea how long it took to, to burn a playing card. It literally took five minutes. And we doused it in Zippo fluid and everything. We're like, all right, yeah. well, this okay. doesn't work. Yep. So uh, this just kind of gets set down face up. And then we just let them burn that instead. Whoa. And that works. It flies. Does it burn slow or does it go pretty quick? <clears throat> Fairly quick, but yeah. they do burn a little slower than you would expect for normal yeah. flash paper because of the ink. Yeah, that's true. That's the other part. I'm trying to remember the one time I did use it. I think Jason Maher and I, I feel like we did a, a joint act and we had, I think it, we just had the back of a playing card and I feel like we had it signed and everything. And Jace did a top change, but top changing it to the flash card. Okay. And we were doing something separately with a lighter. And I think the joke was that I just, as gesturing and talking, I accidentally set that person's card on fire and then it just poof, nice. disappeared. Nice. And then it would reappear somewhere. Because from memory on stage, like on stage, people can't really tell the difference. Like yeah. I know it's thinner and stuff, but it, it just, you're like, oh, yeah, that, that's a card. Why wouldn't it be? Mm -hmm. Um, I like the idea of it being a back. Mm. That makes it much more versatile than having the face oh, yeah. card, right? Yeah, yeah. Makes it a bit easier. Honestly, I'm not sure where you bought yours, <clears throat> but I think I got mine on Vanishing Ink, <clears throat> and they had backs instead of faces available. Okay. Mm. So, uh, uh, I just did a misclick on Murphy's. I was probably ordering some flash products and just, you know, I just got one pack of that. I don't know. They probably just juiced me like throw that in Khan's order. He'll never know. You just get that extra <laughs> flash paper sale from me and no, I won't turn it back because I'm such a geek. I'll figure out something to do with it. I think you'll have something to do. Yeah. I, it looks like I can. I'm not sending it back. <laughs> they got me. Yeah, for video oh, content, dude. you'll find you'll find something yeah, to use it for, right. for sure. Yeah, I do remember, I do remember a guy doing it on Australia's Got. I think it was Australia's Got Talent, and he did the whole, you know, this is not your card, okay, but hold, and he got them to hold the deck. So as he's lighting this flash card, it's like on fire, and and they're just expecting her to like keep her hand there, and she's like, it wasn't a good moment. You could tell she actually was scared. Why would you but, do that? You I put know. Fire right? in a spectator's hand. In theory, it sounds like a cool idea because it will. It would just. You'd think it would just go, and now their card is there. But it did not play out like that. It doesn't burn fast enough, huh? No. It starts like burning, that. and she does this. What the hell? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. <clears throat> what about the uh, that gimmick you have where you put the glass on top of the deck box, and then the folded up card appears inside of it? You could mm. fold up one of those queens face up and then light it on fire at the same time it appears in a glass over here. Oh, yeah, right. Like That'd an instant cool. transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That could definitely work. I like it. Might be these are all, yeah, these, these are all good, juicy thoughts um, for you guys at home to consider what you might do with it. Yeah, and, and you know, put that's it. Put in the comments what if you have used flashcards before, flash paper, What's happened to you? Because um, we love reading them just as much as we love uh, seeing Bob almost light his beer on fire. And I want to ask about fire. that. Bob, did you have a uh, ignition, <clears throat> let's just say, what a thumb tip? Is that? Is I that do. The, the plasma lighter thumb tip. 
Is that a plasma lighter, huh? Okay. Mm -hmm. So that got a heat coil on it? Is that the situation? or It's the kind that makes the little arc. Oh. Like the little arc of electricity. It's it's Ooh. dead in the other room, or I'd show you. I have to charge it. Uh, I played with it way too much the other day, and I ran it out of juice. But uh, it's it's like those little electric lighters that make the little X of the purple yeah. electricity-looking thing. It's just the little prongs stick out the tip of the thumb, and you don't even see them until unless you're close. But okay. you push a button on the side of the thing, and it just lights. It's really fun. Sounds like a bloody taser. It Sounds basically like you, you just got someone go. Bzz. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's essentially what this is. It doesn't hurt, hurt, but I mean, it doesn't feel good. Mm. But yeah, I've definitely gotten a lot of my friends with it. Wow. And Bob, before we go, what um, what wise words do you have for uh, for the viewers today? Tuck it in before you zip it up. <laughs> good advice. There. Hey guys, thanks for watching uh, episode seventy of the Magic Guys. Bob, thank you for joining us, for gracing us with your face for uh, today's episode. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, Thanks for yeah. And Doug, thank you for your uh, your busy schedule and still making it on. We appreciate it. Yeah, and, show uh, must go on. It went yeah. on. We did it. As you guys are listening to this podcast, I am currently out in a country town that has no phone reception, um, hence why we're doing this as a pre-record. But we hope you enjoyed it nonetheless, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. It's time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of The Magic Guys.